This week on the Rose Radio Show. TikTok is such an insatiable platform mm-hmm. that it's like when you find something that works, it incentivizes you to post something ever so slightly different yeah. every single day. It was a guy, was, he was like, I'm dancing until I get chicks. And it was like day one of dancing on TikTok till I get <laughs> just, chicks. At first, girls saw it as like, oh, this guy's cute. He's yeah. just trying to get girls. Then, I don't know if he actually got any chicks. Yeah, but the point is, he couldn't stop because right. then what's he going to make content on? Exactly. He's on like day 600. Oh my gosh. And there was this infamous comment that was posted, <laughs> like, I think it was around 250 or something. Yeah, day, yeah, yeah. And it was like, he used to dance because he didn't get any bitches. Now he doesn't get any bitches because he's always dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I felt like that was the perfect summation yeah. of what TikTok forces you to be. My next guest is a pioneer in the entertainment industry in the social media space. He's hilarious. He's funny. Got a great perspective. You're going to love him. Ladies and gentlemen, Sachin Kumar. Ah! What's going on, man? What's up? What's up? Love the, oh my, the killer intro, man. Ah, thank you. That's so nice. That's so nice. Very sweet. Nah, I work on I work on him hard, man. I like to, I like to start the show with a story, mm. uh, something that happened to me during the week. Okay. I have been receiving very weird text. Right. Now, everybody receives like weird tasks of yeah. some sort, but no, 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 no. These are different. Oh, no. So most people, <laughs> when they get a weird text, it's like, uh, hey, Sachin, would you like to sell your house? Yeah. Or yeah. like, would you like to, you know, click on this link and do something? Right, right. I have been getting a very weird set of tests that go something like this. Um, so they'll be sent to you, mm-hmm, to Sachin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they would be like, hey, Julia, um, do you think you're going to make it out tonight? Now, you get a text like that, what well, do you think? It's like, a clearly wrong number. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? So I reply with, hey, sorry you have the wrong number. Hope you find Julia. Yeah. And then they'll reply with something like, oh, I'm so sorry. Thank you for understanding. And then I'll be like, yeah, no worries. Best <laughs> of luck. But then they'll reply with, wow, you seem really nice. Do you want to talk? Do I? <laughs> New modern day, like try to slide into the DMs. I don't know, man. That's because this has happened three times in the last month. Are you for different numbers? Completely different numbers. Not. It's not even like it's the exact same script. It's yeah. not the same intro. It's not the same person. Yeah. It's always they're oh. asking about a person whose name is not mine. Yeah. And it, it's always some sort of question that the answer should almost always be, "Hey, I'm sorry, you have the wrong number." Yeah. Now oh. I have to feel like most people don't even reply. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, or at least it's just like wrong number block. Yeah. Move on. Story done. But I guess I'm just the type of person, and usually it's because I've been in business a long time. Right. Right. So a lot of times I worry that this is someone I do know, (laughs) and I never save their number. Yo, no, that's like that's so valid too. Oh my god. So I'm extra because this happened to me like before, like in yeah. life, where it's someone who actually had their For number. Sure. And you say wrong number, and they're like, "Oh, you don't have my number saved." Yeah, I know. And then it's like, <laughs> "Oh my bad." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't, I can't allow that. So I'm now basically. Mm. Long story short, they're just like three random like people in their mid forties yeah. who I'm just like texting buddies with. And <laughs> That's actually kind of awesome, though. So do you have them all in, like, a group chat or, like... No, no, no. I was going to say, that'd be kind of funny. That would be funny. No, they're, like, one like one we just text, one yeah. on WhatsApp now. Dude, this, oh, you're on WhatsApp now? Oh, one of them, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, it's really getting deep in there. No, there's this girl, Anne. She sent me pictures of her dog. Very wow. sweet. And it's just, like, I keep waiting for the scam. Yeah. But they haven't asked me for a thing, man. 
Maybe they're just lonely, man. I'm, After COVID and like, you're just like, yo, my maybe theory I is I'm on a list. You're on a list? You're one of the many people that they send the dog pictures to? Yeah. Oh, I'm on a list of people where it's like, hey, I know you've been going through a lot. You need a friend. Text this guy. Yeah. Say something like this. He'll reply. We promise. Mm, that <laughs> actually is a low note. Wow. I wonder what like the angle is. I don't know. It's like, what are they trying to do? Like, I feel like at some point they're going to pull like a, like a Tinder swindler. Thing I feel like, like it has Yo, to be, but send it's, me money. it's so long. It's been so long. Mm. None of them live in LA, but, Oh, that's interesting. But they don't all live in the same city either. Mm. There's, they, they've not asked me for a thing. They haven't asked me for my address, yeah. a picture, any sort of information that yeah. could lead to like a scam. Cause I've been very way, waiting for it. Right. Right. Either it's the longest scam ever yeah. or I'm on some like pen pal list that I didn't sign up for. Dude, that is interesting. That is so weird. <laughs> That's funny, dude. I was actually like, it's funny you mentioned that because a couple of weeks ago I got a missed call from this number in like Virginia. Right. Okay. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like I, I just missed the call. So like, I was like, okay, I'm just going to call him back quickly. Cause again, similar situation to you. I'm like, bro, like what if I know this person? And so I might as well just give him the call back a call back. And this lady's like, hello. And I'm like, hi, like, sorry, I just got a missed number for like, uh, for, I missed a call from you. Like whose number is this? And she's like, uh, no, you didn't. And I was like, I'm like, yeah, I did. Like, why else would I call this number? Yeah. Dude, she started arguing with me. She was like, she was like, uh, no, I didn't. Like, how did you get this number? Please take me off this list. I was like, bro, there's no list. I was like, you called me. I'm calling you back. Like, why would I call you? Bro, it was so annoying. It like pissed me off because I was like, she got so mad at me. And I'm just like, I'm trying to alleviate this situation. I'm like, bro, like, I'm confused. She's confused. I'm like, bro, this is a terrible scenario to be in. <laughs> that is that is hilarious because you know, it really, the, this whole thing is really highlighted to me mm -hmm. and things like that. We, especially like us as like a generation, yeah. have gotten very bad at communication. Awful. You know, it, it's very yeah. funny. Like when I grew up, you're 24. Four. Okay. Yeah. I'm 27, just turned yeah. 27. So right around the same. Yeah, around the same. Yeah. When I grew up, everything was all about like STEM, math, science. Mm. And it was like getting a communications degree was kind of a joke. Right, right. But now it's like, being able to communicate in a basic way is very marketable yeah. as a skill because we become so detached from each other. Mm -hmm. And and I think you see it more than ever. Like even when someone calls you and yeah. you call them back, oh, well, this person can't want to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, <laughs> dude, that's so true, man. Communication is like so undervalued nowadays. I think it's just like, I don't know, man. Social media and all these different like quick text, like, you know, like, LOL, whatever, like emojis, like yeah. that don't even like have words in them. It's like, I don't know. I was literally talking to my mom on the way here because like it's Mother's Day, obviously, like yeah. happy, happy Mother's Day to everyone. Like, or I guess that's like a month later, but like a month before, but it is what it is. Um, but you, I was talking to my mom and she was talking about how like written notes, like, you know, my brother and I both wrote my mom notes mm -hmm. and like how it's just like such an undervalued thing. Now you yeah. get something physical that's like written, like handwritten. It means so much. Whereas back in the day, it was like, like anything else, you know what I mean? Just a handwritten note, a handwritten note. Mm -hmm. But now it's like, oh my gosh, this is handwritten. Yeah. You know what I mean? If I were to give you like a handwritten, like, hey, like, thank you for whatever, you know, and I give that to you, that's more valuable. At least it's like, I would see it as more valuable. Oh, I like, would find it definitely more valuable yeah. because you can tell someone put in a lot more effort. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, I think you did a great job of bringing up emojis, right? Yeah. It's like, I think we've really like undervalued emojis. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. like a substitution for a whole range of emotion that right. we don't have to actually show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like you know, how many times you've seen someone text like LMAO? This is so funny. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's like was it was it funny, <laughs> Todd? <laughs> right. You know, like ten you know dead emojis. Yeah. And like a crying emoji, and they're saying they're just like, 
Exactly. And they gave it like a mild smirk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. That's true, man. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. So something as simple as a handwritten note and the idea that someone took the time to personally address something to you and mail it. Yeah. That's like psh, next level. Goes a to long like way everything to do else. that. Yeah, dude. I always think about like, bro, back in the day, like medieval times, like what is that, like 17, 1600, something yeah. like that. Like, bro, they sending, they have like a letter takes like months to enter. Like imagine trying to like flirt with a girl or flirt with someone. It just takes years to do it. Just a lot of hi. Like, yeah. Hello. Like a month later. What's good? Like, you know what I mean? Oh no, they skipped all of that. I know. They probably just straight to it, bro. Like right, right off the bat. Three paragraphs. <laughs> exactly. Yo, let's get married. Like, Honestly. And, and the craziest thing is what if your letter gets lost? Yeah, I, dude, facts, bro. Like what if like the pigeon goes somewhere else? Like, yeah. It's two months and it's like, is it just late? Or exactly. Should I rewrite it? Exactly. Who are you going to call, bro? Like customer service? Like, it's like, I don't know. It's just like, well, they haven't replied. Maybe I'll try again. Yeah. It's like, maybe they'll write another one. <laughs> it's so random, dude. It's no. so funny. It's crazy. And now, and now we have social media, man. And you are uh, are pretty prominent right now, oh, dude. dude. I'm excited. You, I want to I want to get into the more traditional stuff. Yeah. And you've been on Sound on Day. But I really want to start with social media, especially mm-hmm. TikTok and yeah. IG, because I know you're really active on there. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. just kind of like... Take me through what you do now, mm-hmm. and then we'll get to the journey later. Talk to me For about sure. like your your uh, the content you're creating on there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, awesome. So like right now, I'm currently focused on like South Asian skits. So I do like comedy skits, um, very similar to like sort of sort of SNL style, like yeah. goofy humor and like things that were more relatable to like South Asian people living in the United States. So different from South Asian people like in like India, for example. Oh, interesting. Different, different style, like so different relatability. Give me give me a, something that, not really a joke, but a yeah. concept that would be relatable to someone who's South American, sorry, South Asian here. Yeah. As opposed to South Asian in India, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. So I think it would be more like Let's say a concept would be something like, oh, like my dad, like going to the airport, for example, like he'll wake me up at like, like, let's say the flight is at like 1 p.m. Okay. He'll wake me up at like 6 a.m. Really? And like we would leave to the airport at like 8 a.m. And like he assumes there's going to be like a lot of traffic, a lot of security. And we'll get through it in like 10 minutes and we're stuck in the airport for four hours. <laughs> Whereas like people in India, like it happens, but like not to that extent. Yeah. Like here in America, like I think like, you know, obviously like. My, well, my parents are immigrants, and so, like, you know, people usually, like, in the South Asian community of people who grew up, like, in America, mm. their parents are, like, first, like, or, like, they just moved to, uh, like, they moved from, like, India or wherever they came from, and, like, the kids are, like, like us, our first gen. Yeah. And so, like, naturally, their instinct is to kind of be, like, oh, my gosh, like, the American, like, security, like, this and that, like, traffic, like, yeah. in India, it's, like, not, it's a different game, like, it's, like, you know, you could just show up, like, late, and, like, something will happen, like, but here, it's, like, oh, my, there's so many rules, and people, like, hold you to these rules and laws, so, like, I think they're way more, like, you know, trying to get, like, you know, pushed, and, like, like, uh, how do I say it, I guess, they're way more eager to, like, get there early and do Definitely. things up, like be punctual, but like way too punctual to the point where it's like unnecessarily punctual. Right. And then you find the humor in that. Yeah. Yeah. And then right. I, then I sort of like hyperbolize that yeah. and like for like an audience to be like, Oh, like I get it. Interesting. So, so how did you get to this niche? Did you start here or is this kind of developed from things from your own experiences? Yeah, dude, this is a great question. So I, it developed from my own experiences. So I started like social media, just doing random stuff. How long ago? I would say I started back in college, dude. So what was that? 2017 is when I started making skits. 
And like, it was not South Asian related at all. It was just me and my buddy, Miles. Like he's a, he was on Vine. I met him randomly and we was just like, he he actually took me under his wing because like he was like really good at like skit making and like okay. understood punchlines and like got comedic timing. And I was like super new to it. So like, I never knew anything about that. Mm-hmm. So I, we used to just make skits, random stuff. Like when you get like a zero on your test and your friend gets a hundred percent. Yeah. Or like, you know, that friend who never is able to pronounce your name right. Like <laughs> random stuff that like just we can like relate to and f- like we find it funny. Yeah, but it sounds like it's always been based on your life experiences, right? Yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely based on my life experiences. Now to think about it, yeah, that's kind of weird. I never thought about it like that. It, is, it has been, yeah. It's always has some sort of connection to it. Um, well, I think that's good. I like when when people make content that's authentic to them, yeah, right? You know, yeah. a lot of people like chase trends and they kind of mm. focus on what's going to work, which I get. It's a business at For the end sure. of the day. But I really like when people make content that's really about things that they've experienced especially comedy yeah i think it's really hard to joke about things you don't know in any right right it's like it gets weird like i've tried to like branch out and do stuff and like talk about stuff that like i haven't really experienced but then like that i have but i haven't kind of like half and half right um because it's weird because like person like me right i grew up in america but like in America, I'm viewed as Indian, right? But mm-hmm. I go back to India, I'm viewed as as an, American. as an American. So I'm kind of like in this like weird in between. So it's like if I make American content, like I'm like I don't really know if I can make that content. But if I make strictly Indian content, I don't really know if I can make that content. So I'm yeah. kind of like I have to create this niche, which is like this Indo-American niche, right? That, because like, that is really who do. you are. Yeah, because that's who I am exactly. So yeah. when when you make content. Are you making content for other like Indo-American people mm-hmm. or I guess it's like, do you worry that you're going to get kind of boxed in or like typecast? Yeah, dude, exa- that's a, that's a fantastic question because I do worry that. And I did, I, I am, I've been there. And so initially it started off as me making content for like, uh, like in, in my head when I first started like getting into this niche, I thought that I was tailing towards like the Indian community. Over time, I realized that I'm like, wait, these are not my people like that I actually, that watch my videos. It's actually Indian American people Uh that are the ones that are relating to this. So then I'm like, okay, cool. That is my niche. That's what I want to do. But then because of the fact that like, like you said, like I was getting kind of pigeonholed in this like niche, I was like hard to scale. I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea to like sort of branch out, like slowly incrementally branch out. So now I've tried to do videos that are like a little bit less south asian centered but like anybody can watch and be like oh like that happens to me too simply just give me an example yeah so for example like i made a video of like when you're like that one toxic friend so Uh like a friend that's always like trying to like one up you so like i i did it with two people but like one was like a friend of mine was like hey like do i look good in this shirt i'm just like yeah like you know like you're you're too skinny you if you're bigger you'd fill it out but like yeah it looks good whatever you try you know what i mean like stuff like that that's like or like he's like yo i got an a on my test i'm like oh dude i remember when i took that class it was so easy but like i remember the dumbest kids passed that class but like congratulations though like just like backhanded compliments stuff just like stuff that like i feel like anybody can kind of relate to and like i'm sure there's people i don't know about everybody but like i for sure have people that i know that are like that yeah and so i try to like make it less about like South Asian people only right. and be more inclusive like oh anybody can like watch this and like get it and, yeah. but the South Asian people watching it can look at it and be like oh like that's for me like that content's for me but like anybody can watch it and be like it's it's like standalone content and definitely yeah, I think it's it's tough because if you're yeah. like a stand-up comic, right? Right. The audience is already built in. When you mm-hmm. walk on stage, you're already given the audience. You just have to entertain them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that kind of allows a lot of comics to be able to make jokes that are more cultured mm-hmm. and kind of educate people, mm-hmm. right? So it's like if you made a joke on stand-up, 
that was, you know, more Indo-American focus. It's extra funny to people who aren't, you know, traditionally Indian or South Asian because they're like almost educated in a way. Yeah. It's kind of like when like Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle makes like a very black specific joke, mm-hmm. but it works on a mass scale. Mm. And but the difference is on social media, that audience is not built in. Yeah. You have to find the audience. So you can make a joke that someone who can't necessarily relate to it would find really funny, mm. but they're never going to see it. Which yeah. is why I think it's cool that you're doing things that are more like general. So someone mm-hmm. comes to your page, laughs, yeah. they check out something else that they probably would have never looked at. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh man, that's so funny. I didn't know these people went through this kind of thing, yeah. but I can relate to it kind of in my own way. Yeah, that's a solid point. It actually, that like, it's so interesting because now to think about it, as you mentioned it, like a lot, it, what was, what's been super valuable. And I think like to me is like my friends who are non like Indian are able to like watch my videos and they tell me all the time, they're like, oh, I never knew like this happened. Like, yeah. oh, I never knew like when we're out in public, like you think like this. Because I always say like, like any social media, like for me at least, if you go to like my Instagram, TikTok, it's literally a visual representation of like what's happening in my mind right. all the time, except hyperbolized. Yeah. So like I think about like all these scenarios all the time. And like for my friends who are like non-Indian to see that, they're like, oh, like I'm actually like, yeah, I'm here for a laugh. I can get it. But it's also like education, like you said. Exactly. Where it's like, oh, like I did not know this, but like now I'm more conscious of the fact that like this happens, um, which is kind of cool. It's like a cool phenomenon to be able to like kind of educate while making people laugh at the same time. Yeah, no, it's two in one stone, man. You've been growing a lot. What are your, uh, how are you doing on TikTok right now? Like numbers wise? Yeah, dude, so I'm like at around like 140,000 followers on TikTok. And you've been on it for? About a year. Oh, yeah, 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 not bad. Yeah, Dude, that's exceptional. Yeah, dude, thank you, man. I appreciate it. That's awesome. And you know, and I'm like, I guess, what do you think of TikTok as a platform? Dude, that's a great question. Um, Because I can go on for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 for sure. Here's what I'll say about that. I think TikTok started off because it like spun from Musical.ly, right? Yes. And so I think at first it started off as like an app that I, as like a 24, 23, whatever, like 22 year old kid was like, ah, I'm a bit too old for this app. It's, I thought I saw it as quote unquote cringy and yeah, I saw Musical.ly as like just an app that wasn't for my age range. That's why I thought it was cringy. It was like, not just not for me. Um, but nowadays, dude, like I think TikTok is a great platform because I, I also think it's a not. As I'm kind of in the middle with this, yeah. but I'll tell you both. Sides. No, give it to me. So I think I think the bet I think the good part about TikTok is that you can find anything on that on that on platform. TikTok is basically like Google. Like you can literally find like how to do things quickly, like trends, like how to do things more. Like it, like it's kind of like Google but more efficient, yeah. right? Because you could, within like a 15 second video, I can like learn a new skill super fast. Yeah. Whereas in Google, I have to like, do the research, read an article and do whatever, do whatever. And YouTube, it's a bit longer. Like I have to watch a whole 10, 15 minute video. Whereas mm-hmm. TikTok, within like 15 to 60 seconds, I can learn something. That is a fascinating perspective yeah. on TikTok and, like, that I've never heard. Isn't it? Like, it's like someone told me this and it made me realize that. Like, it's like, oh, you can learn anything. Yeah. And then also literally anybody can go on TikTok and find their community, right? Because like the For You page is tailored for like stuff that you like. Yeah. So like if you, the more you're on it, the better content you'll be served. So for example, if you're like into cooking and you just like watching cooking videos for some reason, like if you're on it for months, just looking at cooking videos, naturally your for you page would just be like that. Mm-hmm. So like, it's kind of like guaranteed good content. I mean, for theoretically, of course, right? right? Cause it's like tailored for you. So I think in that regard, it's like, it's cool because it's like, okay, cool. There's no other platform that I can think of that like I just feeds me content that I yeah. like. I have to like look it up and figure it out consistently. Yeah, exactly consistently. But I think it's bad, right? I think I think with some of the trends and like I think it's a very sexualized app, which really? is it's like yeah, dude. I definitely think so, man. I think it's just like 
you see a lot of like exploitation with like like kids like thinking they have to be some type of way. They're looking at people like, well, I won't like, name any names, but like oh, course, you know, yeah. people that are like you know just like super big on the platform, but like let's say they don't really wear like that many clothes or whatever, and like do like stuff that's like a little bit more sexual because they're older. But you see younger girls or like younger guys trying stuff, to imitate like, that exactly, and it's perpetuating that sort of like sexualization of like. I don't know, like, it just, like, as, like, just sexualizing the platform itself. And so, like, in that regard, it's, like, I think there should be a little bit more, like, kind of guardrails for that. But, like, I don't know. It, it is, like, I'm kind of going off tangent, but, like, No, yeah. no, I, I, this is what we want. Good, good, we good. We got all day. Perfect, perfect. Um, but, I, yeah, I think also another reason I don't like TikTok is because it's, like, just so spammy. Like, very mm. spammy. Like, you'll find, like, a lot of junk on TikTok. Like, what I would consider, like, just junk. Give me something. Give me, like, so, a junk So, like, post. for example, uh, for example, like, I saw this video about this guy, like, breaking ice. Like, his whole content is him, like, breaking, like, these ice things. Like, and I'm like, like, okay, dude, you're breaking ice. Like, and I get it. Oh, every single day. Yeah, break some ice. Break some ice. It's the same dude, like, cuts down trees. Like, I don't know if you saw this, dude. He's like, I, like. Oh, I, I've seen it. Ladies yeah. love the, the Ladies love guy. that, man. But you know what? Like. Like, to each their own. Everyone has their own art form. Everyone has their own expression. Like, who am I to judge that? But for me, I'm like, dude, like, I don't want to see a dude cutting a tree down. I don't want to see a guy breaking ice. Right. You know what I mean? It's just like, I don't know. I, I No, I, I hear that. And I think TikTok really exposes some things about, like, what people truly enjoy as content mm. that we've never really seen online. Mm. Like, there's always been some sort of gatekeeper to content. Mm -hmm. You know, in the old traditional formats on TV and stuff, there were massive gatekeepers. You had to go through eight reviews and mm -hmm. pilots and all this stuff to get to the mass audience. Right. You know, and then when we get to like original web stuff, there's websites, but you still have to filter through it and all that. Yeah. You get to video content. YouTube, even YouTube, like has so many rules and guidelines, and yeah. you just put something out on YouTube that's niche, you're gonna get a niche audience. Right on TikTok, you can post with no followers. Yeah, like you know the you see the new thing all the super Gen Z kids are into where they don't have a screen name. It's just like username. Yeah, support. username, whatever, whatever. <laughs> oh my god, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're ridiculous. It doesn't matter, and you can post a video about like why you prefer plants that are below four inches. <laughs> <laughs> like, and you will get two million views because yeah. they will find the audience. And I think it it really exposes that what people think that people like and what people like offers di off often differs a lot. Mm. Like, for example, the ice getting guy, right? Yeah, I, I've never seen him, but I definitely see my own fiance watch a yeah. lot of those tree cutter guys. <laughs> and I remember the first time I started watching it, and I was like. Why are you watching a guy cut down a tree? Yeah. And then I watched them and I was like, oh, I get it. <laughs> I read the comments and I understood it. <laughs> Let me see this phone real quick. <laughs> no, and then, but then I really thought about it and I was like, how different is that really than a guy who looks at a bunch of like hot Instagram chicks? That's true. Right? Yeah, right? that's true. I mean, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a fact. Yeah. It's pretty much the yeah. same thing. And, and I think in many ways that's good, but I also mm. agree on the spamming. And by spamming, yeah. I kind of see it as TikTok is such an insatiable platform mm -hmm. that it's like when you find something that works, it incentivizes you to post something ever so slightly different yeah. every single day. Yeah. Like the, the walk, you ever seen the walking on his hands guy? No, I don't think so. You know, day one, trying to walk on my hands. Oh, day two, yeah, yeah, day yeah, 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 246, yeah, trying to walk on my hands. Yeah. <laughs> like no platform has ever been like that. Yeah. Because it's just anything to feed this algorithm that will chew you up in 15 seconds yeah. and spit you out. Give me more Yeah, over and over again. And then 
I mean, the worst one. And I, it's like the guy, it's like, uh, my friend Amanda said this and it was brilliant. Yeah. It was a guy, it was, he was like, I'm dancing until I get chicks. Oh my gosh. Uh, and it was like day one of dancing on TikTok till I get <laughs> he just, chicks. He just dances like that. Yeah. And then he said, <laughs> so what happened is at first girls saw it as like, oh, this guy's cute. He's yeah. just trying to get girls. But then I don't know if he actually got any chicks. Yeah. But the point is he couldn't stop because right. then what's he going to make content on? Exactly. He's on like day 600. Oh my gosh. And there was this infamous comment that was posted <laughs> like, I think it was around 250 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like. He used to dance because he didn't get any bitches. Now he doesn't get any bitches because he's always dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. And I felt like that was the perfect summation yeah. of what TikTok forces you to be. Exactly. You just get centered into this little bitty hole, Yo. except for the 0.1 of the 0.1% that get to just be themselves. Like break out but down. even most of those people were popular somewhere else first. That's true. That's and and true. that's what's so tough. It's like you can yeah. get known, but you get – it's almost like an acting. You just get Insta typecast. Yeah, yeah. And you try to do anything a little bit different. No views. Punished. Yeah. Killed in the album. Yeah, and dude. I don't know how people do it, man. Dude, <laughs> yeah. No, that's – dude, that's so, so true. I remember like when I was like kind of like on this like South Asian journey and like I was trying to do this thing. Like I was just constantly like once I like, – like you said, like I made one South Asian video and it blew up. And I was like, all right, this is it. I made like a bunch more and I just kept doing it. But then I tried to like deviate from that. And then I got punished, dude. Like TikTok just – like shadow banned me basically. Boom. So like my next like like several videos were just flatlined. And it was just like annoying that like TikTok does that. And, no, like, it's horrible. Yeah. And and I've and you ever heard of um I don't know what the official name it's like the ultimate TikTok theory or something? I don't know what it is, but basically the theory is pretty simple. It's the idea that the reason TikTok is so successful at its core is because TikTok actually uses a lot of principles uh, that casinos use. And oh. it's almost like the um you ever seen someone it's called like beginner's luck, right? Simple mm -hmm. concept. There is a theory that basically your first Five to ten videos you post uh -huh. on TikTok, TikTok will overexpose. They'll give oh, to yeah. far more people than they uh -huh, should uh -huh. to triple, quadruple your chances of going viral mm. because they want you to go viral one time. Mm -hmm. And if you go viral one time, just like in a casino, they're convinced you're not going to stop. Yeah. You're going to keep giving them content, doesn't matter how bad it does, yeah. hoping to try to hit it big again. And they're just getting all this content they don't have to push because yeah, yeah, they yeah. pushed one of your videos. And now they just have all these active users that are just spamming with content, yeah. trying to hit it big because they need that like dopamine rush of yeah. that million view video they have pinned, you know? Oh my gosh, <laughs> dude. I've done, I heard that theory before. I also heard that it's so true, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that, like to yeah. be honest. like. But there was another one where it's like if you leave TikTok for some time and you come back and you post a video – that video or like those three videos that you post will like typically like do pretty well. Yeah. And it'll bit you back in. You're like, I remember that feeling and like, you know, you, exactly what you're saying. It's like exactly. that, that casino effect. Man, that's cold. TikTok, why you, why did you come on? <laughs> well, it, and it's funny because it's the opposite of any other social media. Right. right? When, when you have 500 Instagram followers, you shouldn't expect to even get 500 likes. Exactly. Why would you? Why would you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have 500 YouTube subscribers. You'll be lucky if you get 100 views. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you got to grind. They say 50 followers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2 million views. <laughs> Ridiculous, bro. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. No, That's so it's crazy. True, and it happens all the time. But but I'm really excited. But, but you, one thing I find about mm -hmm. um, you that I think is really interesting and why I think you do so well on social media is because you have a lot of traditional experience too, mm -hmm. right? 
Tell me like, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I so yeah, dude. Like I I work in social media. Yes. And I've been working like in social media for some time. So it actually started off in like college, yeah. where like I started my own like promotion company. So really? I yeah, dude. So I used to like book artists and venues and like try to like bring them together and like create like a show. And in order to do that, I had to like get really good and savvy with like social media promotion and like organic promotion without the paid side. So like I would just advertise on social media. I'd make like flyers and just do stuff on social media. And I, I'd be, I had like a knack for it. Um, and I, it really wasn't out of anything. It was just more so that I was just like interested in it. And I'm like, this is a cool way to do it. And like, I just loved it. Um, but like fast forward to after college, I ended up working at one of my friend's startups and it was like this gaming company. It's like, you know, like Jackbox games. Yeah. It was kind of like that. Okay. And so like I did like social media promotion for them as well. Um, and then I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I want to level up and do like paid social. So that's where I work right now in my company where I do like paid social. So like I work with like TikTok representatives mm-hmm. and like I've, I've run our, like our influencer campaign. And so like it all kind of like merged together to like, you know, kind of get the technical side of social media and understand really like, I, I guess I always have that fascination of like, what is an algorithm? Like everyone talks yeah. about the algorithm. Like, what does that mean? How do I like tweak it? Like, what can I do to, what levers do I pull? And what does that affect? And like, just knowing how like the digital world works was something that I always found compelling. Mm-hmm. So to be on like kind of both sides of it, like the technical side of just like knowing the back end of it, well, like back end, I obviously don't know everything, but like, yeah. you know, enough to like know, understand like a little bit of it. And then knowing like the front end of it, like as from a creator standpoint, I'm able to kind of get like a good gauge of like, okay, like, this is what it's like, like macroscopically looking in, like I can understand like, this is what social media is like, uh, specifically TikTok or like Instagram or like YouTube, whatever. Yeah, um, no, no, I think that's yeah. awesome. And so was, was your goal always to do social media or was no. it just like, how did you get to starting this? Yeah, I guess, dude, that's matters. a great question, man. So I was actually pre-med in college. Really? Yeah, yeah. Classic like Indian Classic guy. Indian, bro. Like <laughs> there no surprises here. Yeah, dude, I was pre-med in college, man. I studied to be a doctor. Wow. Um, but how far like, did you get? I finished college with the, my degree, dude. I graduated oh, wow. with neuroscience. Yeah, but, but you obviously. But then I dropped. School. Yeah, yeah. So like, basically, what happened was like, I used to always make skits in college yeah. and post them for fun. Yeah, and I was too big into acting, so that's actually what like got me into like mm. any social media. It was like I was to act all the time. Um, and then I have a funny story with that I can tell later. But like, uh, basically, what happened was like over time, I realized that like dude, I don't want to do this doctor thing. Like, and this is the worst time because I graduated in May or March of 20 or May of 2020. Yeah. But March is when everything shut down right. and my school right shut after down. The pandemic yeah, started. dude. So I'm like, bro, this is the worst time to like, like quit pre-med because there's no jobs available. Mm-hmm. I have no opportunities to do anything else because like everything's canceled. So I'm like, what do I do? Like I'm literally cannot do anything. Where'd you go to school by the I way? I went to Michigan State. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So you're in Michigan at this so time. So I'm in Michigan, right? Okay. And I'm in my, then literally I am physically in my apartment with my roommate and it, we quarantine hit. So I can't like leave the apartment. Mm. So my school is canceled basically. Yeah. I'm like kind of on the fence with pre-med and like I have no other, other option available. So I'm kind of freaking out at this point because I'm like, dude, like this is not where I want to be post-grad. <laughs> like oh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, this is like awful. But I remember, um, like I was, I was making videos with my roommate because we used to do this podcast, funny enough. Oh. We called it the quarantine cast. Um, and like, I, it kind of got me more in tune with my creative side. I think I needed that. Yeah. Like, dis- like oh, everything else, like away, is just me focusing on so That creation. was like your first four yeah, like, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I had a TikTok account, but I never really posted. Of course. But then this is when I started posting. That's when like that one like video hit, like the South Asian one, it hit. What was the first one? Dude, it was like, I, I'm sure, I'm pretty sure I have it. It was like, uh, I made like a video that was like, uh, 
what Indian parties are like. Like, I don't know if you guys like, like, if you ever heard of an Indian party, but basically it's just a bunch of, it's like a bunch of Indian people go like hang out at one place. Okay. Like, like it's like in any party, but like Indian families will come together and like do stuff. Yeah. And it's like very notorious in the Indian community. But like, typically it's like, I was like, what Indian parties are like? Typically it's like, you have an auntie, like an old, like older yeah. lady, right? And she'll always ask you like, oh, like, so like when are you getting married? Like, what are you studying? Yeah. It's always the same question. And then the dad's always arguing with another dad about politics. And there's a bunch of little kids like running around throwing stuff and annoying everybody breaking glasses and it's like i just like i just made that like skit ish thing and it, and just, it, it just took off yeah it was just relatable um but dude i remember i was like basically in an mcat class like i was starting to take the mcat which yep. is like the medical admissions exam yeah um and i remember in this class it was over zoom obviously and these kids were like i cannot wait to get my white coat and like be a doctor and i'm sitting there i'm like Bro, I can wait. I can, <laughs> I, like, I can wait, bro. I don't have. I have no rush to do this. And that's when. And that's when you know, right? That's when it clicked. And I was like, dude, I can like waste my time doing this, or I can like make the decision now and like you know figure out my life now. Yeah. And so that's what I did, dude. I made. I had the tough decision with my parents. I'm like, look, I don't want to do this. Mm. I would suck at it. Like, I would not. If I was a patient, I would not come want to come to me right. to be a doctor because I know myself, and I'm like, I would suck at this. Did you so? And this is something I like to ask people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you authentically want to be a doctor from the beginning or was this pressure from your family? Yeah, dude, that's a great question. My, luckily for me, my family was never like pressuring me to do anything. So like they were pretty like kind of hands off. Really? I think I think it was the pressure of like my society, like my my Indian like classmates and what whatever. Say. <laughs> yeah, I think I kind of got like nudged in this group and I'm like, oh, like, you know, and I was finding the pros of being a doctor yeah. versus like what I actually want. I'm like, oh, like, you know, helping people, that's cool. Like, why would I want to do that? Like, money, for sure. Like, why wouldn't I want sufficient income, like, for, like, families and whatever? Like, stability, that sounds great. Like, why wouldn't I want to do this? I, I think especially, and I've seen it the most in the Asian community. Yeah. Even if you, you don't necessarily have to have family members mm -hmm. that are constantly telling you to be a lawyer or a doctor or something. Yeah. But I think it's so much easier to go on that path yeah. that even if they say, oh, do whatever you want, yeah, it's kind of like a... Are they really saying that's that? That's what it is, right? Right, right, right. like, because I've, I've met a lot of Asian people yeah. in my life. I've n never met one who has a fully Asian family. Yeah. And, like, you know, they went to high school and they were, like, day one, like, uh, you know, I think I just want to be, I don't know, like, I want to work on cars. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go to college. Yeah. That doesn't really fly. <laughs> no, You know, every not. story is just like this. Either they have a traditional career or they have yeah. a moment where they stray from the traditional yep, career yum. and they have a huge story exactly. and the pressure that's associated with that. Because I'm sure even though your parents didn't, force you yeah. or pressure you i'm sure it wasn't very easy to have that conversation no definitely not dude i i know like my my parents would always tell me like they would really be like do what you're passionate about like they were like if you don't half-ass anything like yeah. be passionate do whatever but like even just having the conversation I, like they were disappointed for sure like my mom especially my <laughs> mom bet. was like like what do you mean like what are you gonna do and that was the problem that was the worst part because i was like I have no idea what I'm going to do because, like, like, I have nothing. So I dabbled, dude. I was, like, I was trying to – I, like, tried management consulting. I tried, like, random jobs. And I'm, like, mm -hmm. bro, this is, like – I was just taking whatever I can get. And then social media happened. And then I was, like, okay, you know what? Like, maybe I should lean into this a little more. And then, like, yeah, man, here we are. Still trying to figure it out. But, like, we, we out here. To, like, no, congrats. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're killing it. And I appreciate it, man. Let's talk a little bit about the pandemic. Not really in yeah. terms of, like – the disease but sure. more I, I think what's much more interesting yeah. is you were in college yeah. just finishing 
right as the pandemic started. Mm -hmm. And I think I was, you know, lucky enough to already have graduated, you know, a couple of years out. I yeah. was three years out when yeah, I yeah. became a kid. So I was already like had my job started, but I would love to hear that perspective of you and like your classmates and like what what are people doing? Like yeah. how many people did exactly that? Change their perspective and stop doing something because the pandemic hit. Like, I feel like it's affected people in a lot of ways, yeah. but people in that age group, right, yeah. that were like in the end of college, I feel like it's affected them more than anyone. Oh yeah, dude, totally, totally. It was it was a weird time, man. I remember like, you know, it, it sucked because like that is like the time, bro. Like you're literally like a few months out of graduate, like about to graduate. Yeah. That is the time to like get closest with your friends, like do the craziest stuff and like have the best times. End it off with a bang. Yeah, exactly. And that moment was stripped from all of us. Mm. And so it was tough because like, you know, wait, I couldn't see, like I didn't have a graduation. Like mm -hmm. I couldn't see any of my friends. Like we, like especially the friends that I just recently met, like we couldn't nurture that relationship. I mean, we tried, but like you can't physically do anything, right? Yeah. But like where everyone is now, I think like, there's a few people that I know that like definitely deviated from their paths and like went on to do something else. Nothing like super like creatively based, but just like a different career path. Yeah. I think in light, obviously like the pandemic was like detrimental in so many ways, but I think the plus side of having like that, I call it like a, like a two month, three month vacation. Yeah. It's almost like, it's so introspective that like people oftentimes like you will never have that like time off completely. Like, oh, yeah. unless you're like on like summer break or something, but like that, you know, that doesn't really happen. People are like really like, you know, it's like a pretty fortunate to have that. And, and even when you're on like a summer break or something back when you're in college or whatever, yeah. or, you know, high school, you still had a very regulated schedule. Right. And, you know, your parents still were going to work the whole For thing. Sure. COVID was probably the only time we'll see in our entire lifetime where the whole world kind of collectively stopped. Exactly. For a bit. You know, how long, depending on kind of where you were. Yeah. But at least for a while, everything yeah. kind of sat back. And I think, I think it's changed so many things. I think work cultures yeah. probably the number one thing that will have the biggest lasting impact yeah. when we yeah. look back five years from now and just be like, Oh yeah, I remember when people used to go to an office five days a week, yeah, forty hours a week every single year. And now I just I I never see that. Coming yeah, out. I couldn't even fathom going into an office that because you've that. never experienced that exactly. Probably, right? Exactly, that was the weird part. Was when I started work, I started during like COVID. It was I started over Zoom, and yeah. so like that was hard because like in work culture for me, I'm like I'm not getting that like office experience. Like a lot of the stuff like from what I've heard at least is like the relationships you build are like outside of your hours. Like you're like in the interim of like after Have you meeting ever worked in, in the office? hall. No. Wow. I mean, well, I wasn't, I was in a student government. Like I worked in a student government position, but like it was an office, very but you know what I mean? It's like, different. it's not the same. Yeah. Not like a traditional office. And, and but the reason I ask is because, yeah. so, you know, I only had a few years of working in office, like two and a half. Yeah. But office culture and, you know, right now I work fully remote, obviously. Yeah. It is so fundamentally different. Mm. And I think the biggest thing that concerns me, especially for people younger than me, yeah. is I have no idea how you get promoted anymore. Yeah. So much of promotions uh, were about the relationships you built. And exactly like you're saying, mm. you don't necessarily build relationships outside of the office. Yeah. You build them at the moments in office when you're not working. Right, right. You know, I remember like... Uh, I used to work at United Talent Agency, mm -hmm. and that place was a grind. Anyone who oh, went there will imagine. tell you that. One of those places where you had all three of your meals of the day at work. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, you yeah. had to get there early, so you had breakfast there, lunch, and dinner. And then 
I mean, how many relationships I've made just with the people who got there early and we'd all like have bagels and we talk yeah. about what bagels they had today. Oh, like, yeah. And those corner relationships with like upper management people. Yeah. And it's something as simple as, oh, man, you know, David, he's always here early. Oh, he's always staying late. Yeah. It doesn't work the same as, oh, he, no. he appears to be online right now. <laughs> it's like he's in the waiting room. <laughs> When I jump on the meeting, he's always in the waiting room. <laughs> he's ready to go. The waiting room right there. I, I just think it, it's hard. And I feel like it's really bad for feeling like you're a part of something. Mm. Even on my worst day in the office at my three different office jobs, I still felt like I was a part of the company yeah. because I saw other people going through things with me. Yeah. Now when I have a bad day and I'm not working, I'm not even in here. Yeah. I'm over there on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm walking around the neighborhood. And, and from a mental health perspective, I think that has a lot of big benefits. Mm. But also, sometimes I don't even feel like I'm working. I have a slow day. I forget I'm even at work. Yeah. Dude, exactly, dude. It's wild, bro. That's, that's really new. Mm -hmm. And I just feel mm -hmm. like people who have never experienced the other side don't really understand how fundamentally weird that yeah. kind of is. Yeah. No, absolutely, dude. I like I mean like I like ex like I couldn't have said it better myself. Like I I felt like I was not part of the company that I was working for, mm -hmm. especially because like I wasn't even in LA at the time. Right. And so I was in Michigan and I was like Eastern time versus Pacific time. I was in different hours completely. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, am I even like what do I even do? I remember like when I first joined the company it was so funny because like I had meetings scheduled like it was like 12 to like one and then like three to four whatever like in like but I had a lot of gap in the middle yeah bro I would just sit at my laptop like waiting I'm like do I just like do this until like someone t like pings me on yeah. slack I'm like so I just remember kind sitting of. there yeah I was like this is weird but luckily now it's like we have like a hybrid situation going on oh nice so like I it's like optional to go in the office but I go in like once a week at least because again exactly like that dude it's a different game mm -hmm. I love going to the office because it's like I get to like physically interact with people yes. do stuff like be there like yeah it's a pain to get there but like it's I, I like it bed. I like the I like the option of doing that. Right. If it was mandatory, it would suck. But do you and you would you? But would you ever want to go all five days again? Dude, I don't think I could, bro. I don't think I. could. <laughs> the novelty wears off by yeah, Thursday. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I was like, do I really have to go? Yeah. <laughs> I do not think I could. I think it's a privilege to be able to work remotely. No, like, yeah. I, I love those those um, those like anti work TikToks where it's yeah. like, so what do you do at an office job? You send a couple emails, then what? Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, dude. And the worst part is, it's like because like I one of my coworkers said this, and it really stuck with me. It's like I don't want to go into an office to just do Zoom. Like it's a worse version of Zoom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I would rather just be at home and do the same thing. Like I have to anyway join a Zoom meeting in an office. Like what's the difference? Like the only difference I'm getting is if people are in the office. But if no one's in the office, like why would I go? Well, there? Even the concept of a meeting yeah. has changed. Like. Back especially at UTA, because they were, you know, they were an entertainment agency. Yeah. They work with really big people. Right. When you had a meeting, that means someone was driving to the office. Yeah. And they were going to a conference room. Right. We would have to set it up. We would have snacks. We'd have a presentation yeah, on the board. Yeah. You know, oh it's not we gosh. weren't someone wasn't dialing in. <laughs> <laughs> and but I also don't think people understand how different that dynamic is. Yeah. Right? You know, it, it's one thing to everyone sitting there on mute and there are these weird pauses all yeah. the time. And there are, you know, 20 people and they're having conversations amongst themselves. Um, and there's one person who's actually like sitting there talking, taking questions and not in like a raise hand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the raise hand button. Yeah, it's 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 so unnatural in a way. Yeah, it's weird. And, and I just feel like 
it feels almost unsustainable to me. Yeah. But I also think from a capitalist perspective, yeah. if you can save money not buying an office, you're going to do that. Yeah, why not, right? But, yeah. but I don't know. We'll, we'll see how that changes. But I think you touched on something really interesting. Mm. When you were at your job, you were still in Michigan. Yeah. What was the de- When did you make the decision to move here? So I like strategically chose jobs that were in LA because I always wanted to be in LA because it connected ah, with my creative side. And exactly. I was like, this is the place for me. Like it, it was almost romanticized in my brain. Have you been here before? I had. Yeah. So okay. I've been here a couple of times. So like I had, the, I had the gist of like what it was like in here. And like, I have like friends who lived here. So like, um, the, yeah, I, I definitely got the environment like down. So that I was like something that I resonated with, but like, dude, I made the decision. Like, uh, what was it? Like a few months after I got my job, like it was like pretty quick. Really? I was like, dude, like I want to be here. Like my roommate, it was perfect timing because my roommate got into USC, so he had to physically go there. Oh, nice! In August, right? So we're like, we have to figure this out, like no matter what. So I was like, yeah, dude, like because like at the end of the day, I was in my parents' house, and like, and keep in mind, like Eastern time is like three hours ahead. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like, dude, like I'm ending work at like eight p.m. here, mm-hmm. and sometimes it goes later. You know what I mean? Yeah. So sometimes I end at like ten p.m. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, I don't want to, like, what am I going to do? And it was nice, you know, obviously, it's nice to be with my parents. I had my dog there. It was great. Everything was great. Like, I don't have to pay for anything. Yeah. But I'm also like, dude, this is like my 20s. You know yeah. I mean? You're an adult. You I'm an adult. I want to, like, do adult things. I want to, like, be on my own. I want to, like, you know, be in LA. Like, I just, like, live my youth here. And so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, it's expensive. But, like, at the end of the day, it's like, this is something I want to do. So, have you liked it? Dude, I love it here, man. Me too. I, it's great, dude. It's nice. And, like, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I've always, everyone that I've talked to like so far and like I've met in LA has been like a really genuine person, mm-hmm. which is weird because you hear the story. It gets a like, bad rep, man. Yeah, it gets an awful <laughs> rep, dude. Everyone's like, dude, you meet the fakest people here. And like, maybe I am meeting all the fakest people here, bro. <laughs> maybe you're the fake. No, maybe they're that good at faking. <laughs> that, maybe they're that good at faking. Maybe they're all actors, bro. You never know. No, I'm just joking. But like, you know, it's like, I think, you know, I- I'm glad to have been like in an environment here. And like, what's interesting is that like in LA, I've never connected more with my culture than like when I came to LA. Really? Because okay, I okay. Met, yeah, I gotta yeah, pause. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. In you're from Michigan originally. From Michigan. Right? Are there a lot of Indian people in Michigan? There are, <laughs> but like not like not there are not a lot of creative Indian people in Michigan. Ah, okay. Yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So there's a lot of like academically inclined like individuals like who are South Asian in Michigan, which is like cool. So I always felt like the oddball, dude. I because I'm the one and only person that I can really think of that like this that is into like creative like creativity and like doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. So I always felt like I was doing something wrong all the time. I'm like, dude, like, why am I not like into this? Like, why do I not like this? Like, maybe I'm just weird. Like, am I just weird? But then when I came here, bro. All my Indian friends are like, like Harvard. They're like all these cool people are yeah. like into something creative. They're dabbling into something cool. Then I'm like, dude, this is like my community. These are my people. Exactly. And so I was able to feel like at home with my community because I found the people that I've been missing my entire life. Well, because no matter where you're from culturally, everyone who moves here moves here because they have some sort of creative visions. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's called the city of dreams for many reasons because mm-hmm. it's like people don't come here for practical reasons. Right. Right. You know, it's like, oh, it's so expensive. Yeah, we know. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we, yeah we know. <laughs> this is not a surprise to anyone yeah, exactly. who moves here. Yeah. But people come here because they have, you know, a vision or a goal yeah. or something that they want to carry out. And that's the most beautiful part about it. Yeah. You know, it's like not everyone makes it, but everyone out here is trying. Yeah. It's, it's more rare that I meet someone who has a job and that's all they ever plan on doing. Yeah, yeah. It's like they all have something that they want to do or they're right. working on. And and I think that's the beautiful part of the city that kind of goes missed out. 
you know, and, and, and mm. I, I've loved it, you know, my time here. And I feel like I know this is like my home yeah. because, you know, in the five years I've lived here, I've seen things get better and things get worse. Mm. But when there are problems, I want to fix them. Mm. And I see them as like, oh, this is something that we can work on together as a city. Yeah. And when I was back in Georgia my whole life, anything wrong with it, I've kind of repressed mm. i saw as a reason to leave not as a reason to stay if that makes that's sense. so interesting what what would be like a example of that like that you felt like that oh. we need to fix this as a society or something uh, like in georgia or here like in la well let's give you a comparison okay yeah. right so georgia has a horrible racism problem no yeah. matter what anyone tells you it's yeah. really bad wow. you know the difference between an average day in Atlanta mm. and like a Warner Robins or like a Houston, for example, yeah. it's like it's like being on a different planet. Really? I mean, yeah. It's like one of them's like 2022 and one's yeah. like 1952. Oh my God. <laughs> it's, it's that bad. It is. Uh, you wow. know, it goes understated because like outside of the South, you have no reason to ever know what's happening in Houston, Georgia. For yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, it's it's like night and day. And when I would see things like that and I would have those kind of experiences, it made me want to say like, this place is never going to change. Right. But here, like I look at an issue like the homeless issue, right. which is bad. You know, uh, yeah. I, um, I I make a joke that's like, oh, people not from L.A. say L.A. has 80 problems, but L.A. only has one problem. It's just really bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? That's funny. It's like, oh, traffic's bad. Okay. Oh, traffic. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, well, the cost of living's bad. Okay, it's nice here. Yeah. Well, almost bad. Yep, almost probably. Almost bad. Yeah, it's like, it, it, it is terrible. And But I see it, and I see it as like, how do we fix this mm. what can be done to you know help the victims on both sides yeah. the homeless people themselves and like all the negative you know effects that homelessness has yeah to make the community better yeah and i feel like that's a perspective i just never had at home yeah and that that's good that you're having that perspective like i think that's a really that's symbolic like that's a symbolic like idea of what home should be like yeah how do i make this place better no and so that, that's cool man that's awesome thank it's you really great no you know um there's something i want to talk to you about that i yeah. think is really really fascinating mm -hmm. i don't know if you saw my instagram today but um there is this new thing happening it's called treasure hunt LA. dude i just saw it before i came here oh it just started. i don't know what that is like, okay so i'll give you the little background yeah story. yeah, yeah. Uh, about a week ago um i think it was like monday i'm walking through my neighborhood i go on a lot of walks and um on a pole there's like a sign and it's like stapled there and it says follow treasure hunts la new prizes every week yeah i'm like this is weird yeah i've been really deep into community okay which we'll get into in a bit but I said, this is a really cool idea. Mm. I said, I went on their Instagram and they say basically starting this Sunday, which would be today, every week we're going to hide a prize somewhere in LA and then at a agreed upon time, we're going to release where it is and then whoever gets there first gets it. Wow. And they said, we're starting strong. First week, 750 bucks. We're going to hide at a random location. We're going to announce it at 3 p.m. on Sunday. Yeah. Whoever gets it first wins. So Ooh. I'm sitting there thinking, I don't necessarily care if I win the money. That'd be cool. But whoever's doing this, this is a brilliant idea. Mm. And I think it's so cool, the idea that they're going to put up their own money yeah. to kind of bring people together to, to do yeah. this thing. And, you know, it just gives people something exciting to do. I also want to know if it's legit. Yeah. Um, 3 p.m. comes. They have this little skit where they're like, we got the money. Here we go. And then 301 comes out. They put out the location. 
Turns out it's like right around the corner. So like, what? Easy. Well, I wasn't really surprised because yeah. these were hand put up signs. Oh. And this is week one. So I'm like, the chances that it's going to be an Encino. Yeah, yeah. Unlikely. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was but I was down. I was like, if it's 45 minutes away, I'm going to go. I want to see yeah, what this yeah, is. Yeah. Um, I go there and I end up being second. Uh, someone found it right before me. Uh. And I'm like, oh, congrats, man. I really love oh, this Oh, you idea. saw them? Like, yeah, like, literally oh. like within... I get there and I'm looking and there's a guy right next oh, to me. Oh, I see. And then he finds it. I'm like, oh, man, congrats. This is awesome. And then all these other guys come out and they're like, oh, man, congrats. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, oh, no, he's with us. You actually got here first. I was like, oh, that's amazing. Wait, what? So you won? So I won, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> congrats. And, and I won the money. And, it was, and they gave me 750 bucks cash. And they were, you know, they made me sign a waiver for YouTube. Yeah. And, and TikTok and stuff. And I was so excited. But... It was less about the money, and I was talking to them, I was like, this is such a great idea. Like, what made yeah. you guys do this? And they were saying, we're just really interested in, you know, trying to start something new in a community and bring people together. So we're waiting for other people to come who are going to be looking to. Um, and basically about two minutes later, these two kids, they're running because they know, oh, there it is. They're running. And then they realize, oh, oh. someone got there first. And then, I mean, I didn't expect to win. So I go to the kids. I'm like, oh, dude, here's 100 bucks. <laughs> oh, that's so nice, dude. Yeah, I give them 50 each, and I'm like, congrats, man. Yeah. Um, and then this other kid, sprinting. <laughs> I mean, all out sprinting. He's on a skateboard. He's just hauling ass really? to get up here. And he gets there, and he realizes he lost. And I'm like, all right, you can get a kit flip in three tries, 100 bucks. He oh. nailed it. Got the 100. Got the 100. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so nice. What was, like, the demo of the kids that were, like, running? Like, were they, like, they, kids, kids? No, they were all, like. I think youngest 22. Okay. I think they could all drink. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. but then quite a more few people, uh, more people came. But the thing I really wanted to talk about is I think one, social media has inspired people to do anything to like get something that's going to go viral because mm. that's really their ultimate goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is super cool. But also I think because of the way the world works now between, you know, all the things we've discussed, working from home a lot, right. being on social media all the time. Mm not being able to communicate, we really lack community mm -hmm. in a grand scale. Yeah. Right? So anything that brings people together, I really enjoy because yeah. between literally everything we've discussed, COVID, communication, yeah. like working from home, we don't have the communities we used to have. Mm. And I personally have been taking a lot of time to think about what can be done to kind of bring more people together, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that's a really, really interesting perspective. It's funny because like I always viewed it for me as like the opposite really? or like not necessarily the opposite, but I think like with COVID and social media, I was able to like me and like friends of mine who were like also creators were able to like develop a community. Really? And yeah, dude. And like most of them lived in LA. So like when I was doing social media stuff, like it was in Michigan yeah. and like we like did the same stuff, like South Asian comedy skits. There's not a lot of us that do that. Yeah. There's so, so you instantly find each other. Yeah, we instantly found each other. And like the audiences are like the same. You know, the same people who follow me would probably follow them. So we had the same like gray area like with the audience. And so like when we all started congregating together, making like collab videos with each other, they like the audience was stoked, like, oh my gosh, like he's collabing with him. Like, you know, I follow him. You know, it's and it was like they were getting stoked. But we naturally like built this community. Well, yeah. I wouldn't say like we like built it. We like we definitely pioneered like that kind of like that that territory yeah and like i think we all like had a part in building this interesting and like coming to la like my online friends were my real friends like i, I ended up meeting them in real life 
they're some of my best friends till today. Like, of course. I, that's the only people I hang out with here. And so, like, we built our own kind of community of people just through social media. So now we have, like, this this community that I've always, like, like wanted, like, I've yearned for, which is, like, this creative Indian group of people. But now we have that. Where yeah. It's, like, like, X amount of us. And, and I like think that. it's amazing the way it can bring people together. Yeah. But I, I guess what worries me is how many people don't ever come together. Yeah. And yeah. and I think the definition of like kind of a community and a friend group almost is changing a lot. Mm. I, I think a great example is like video games. Oh I think, you know, I mean, so many like young kids, like their best friends are kids they play Halo with who they've never actually met. Yeah. And yeah, that's true. And I think that's cool, but I don't really see that as as valuable as your friend, you know, that you've hung out at the lockers with. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And that's something that makes me think, like, am I just getting old? Mm. You know, with this just, like, an outdated yeah, yeah, yeah. perspective? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You know, it, it's Dude, weird. It's know. one thing to, like, find other people who you are making similar content than you online. Yeah. But it seems to me to be a very different thing to work with them because you guys live together and then you can go hang out afterward. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's true. It is, it is weird to, like, it is interesting to think that. And, like, it could be just, like, the times, too. You know, like, exactly what you're saying. Maybe yeah. we're just, like, maybe it's unfortunate, but maybe that physicality of, like, remember, like, I was talking about, like, the letters and, like, the handwritten stuff. Like, maybe just that stuff is just not, like, as valued as much to, like, the younger generation. Yeah. Than, like, because like, we, like, we are becoming, like, our grandparents. You know what I mean? Like, our grandparents are probably, like, dude, like, forget a cell phone. Like, enjoy, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but now we're, like, so dependent on iPhones or whatever. But, like, when we, like, like, I don't know, like, our kids' kids, right? They're gonna be like, yo, like grandpa's weird. Like he's talking about like this, like going outside and like <laughs> playing basketball, like the locker rooms. Like, right. why would I go outside when I'm in the metaverse? Exactly. Why would I go outside? I'm in the outside in the metaverse. Like it's so much easier. Like waste of time. Like, it never rains. <laughs> it never rains. The best weather. I can always change the weather. Like it's like, yeah. you know what I mean. So I feel like it's just a different game, dude. I think this is the time when like this is the the era of change. Yeah. And I think like when our, like I don't know if like I always say when we have kids, but like. You know, when that, like our kids, like, you know, are in our age range, there's going to be a new thing, dude. It's going to be a new shift and wave. And they're going to be like, yo, that's weird. Like, why are they doing that? Yeah. And I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. It's just like, I guess, and I'm sure as Alki, you're saying, like my parents and my grandparents probably never thought it was weird, but mm. I look at things and I find them weird. And I think it's part of it is just getting older. Like yeah. to me, having your best friends be people who you like play a game in a community yeah. with who you've never met is weird. Right. But maybe it's just, um, maybe it's just an outdated yeah, concept. Yeah, maybe. It's kind of unfortunate. I think about it. It's like, yeah, like, you know. But maybe that's actually, exactly how our parents feel about like, oh, exactly. they're always on their cell phones. They're always on their cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. <laughs> Literally, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's just, I, and it's seeing that perspective happen in real life yeah. is something I've never, I've never experienced. Yeah. Uh, before, uh, before I let you go, one thing yeah. I want to talk about, you have a girlfriend, right? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, I love I love getting a little relationship talk in. Of course. How dude. long have you been together? Dude, as of May 4th, four years, dude. Congrats. So thank oh. you. Brother. So back into college. Back into college, dude. Back into go, college. So she went to Michigan State. She went to Michigan State as well. Okay, so you gotta yeah. do the rundown. You so, move, she moves with she you. She moves with me. Oh okay. yeah, yeah. So we didn't like we don't like live together. We live like with like she lives with like her friend, I live with my friends, but we all know each other through college. So we have like a united friend group that we all came to LA with. Were you already so you were already dating at that time? We're already dating at the time. Oh, okay. so sorry, saying like when we moved to, like, okay, to yeah, LA. Get a little timeline. So you guys are start dating what sophomore, sophomore year? Then? Year. Yeah, sophomore year, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then you graduate, she graduates. Yeah, she yeah. She pre-med too? No, she's a teacher, dude. She's a teacher at Burbank High. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect. Okay, she's a teacher. And then you don't move for another year? Yeah, yeah. So she had a year. So like after her, like um, after she graduated, we both graduated at the same time. Yeah. She had a year-long master's program for like ah, education. Gotcha. Yeah. So within that interim was my self-exploration phase. So when I was going through the pre-med classes and all this stuff, Boom. she was like in her master's program. And so when she finished her master's program, she has the option of like applying to schools that need like teachers. Mm -hmm. And so I have always wanted to go to LA. I've like made it very clear. Like I want to be here. Of course. And like we were ready to do like long distance because I know she, she, she wanted to study abroad. She already studied abroad, but she like really liked the experience of like studying abroad. So she's like, oh, like maybe I want to go to Europe for a little bit, whatever. I'm like, cool. Like, you know, we could do this long distance thing and like play within. Like we're, we have a relationship where it's like, we, we encourage each other to do like get out of our comfort zone and I try new that. things. You know what I mean? We trust each other enough to like, like, yeah, like go, like have fun and enjoy it. But then with COVID, it's like, yo, like Europe is like banned. Like right. you can't like go there. Not, it's an definitely not, not the best option. So she was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just come to LA too. Like, you know, she liked LA. She wanted to be in the West Coast. And so like it kind of was like a joint decision. Like, okay, let's just go to LA. Like, let's do it. No. So, so, okay. And I also, when my girlfriend moved, mm. you know, my now fiance, yeah. Um, we didn't move in together immediately either. Mm. Why didn't you? That's a great question, dude. So we like always thought of it like, well, for one, I am like a very like night owl, dude. I'm like working in the night. I like to go out yeah. and just like, you know, very social like guy. Whereas like a teacher, right? They need to wake up at like 6 a.m. Very structured. You know, exactly. Yeah. I'm the total opposite. So like it just like right now, it was just kind of like not the time to like move in. And we also thought of it like, you know, we're doing these big decisions of like moving to LA, like moving in together. It's like another like, you know, stressful thing that yeah. we might have to, it, and I want to say stressful thing, but it can be like, you know, a stressful thing to do, do all this stuff. Ugh. I'm like, you know, trying to chase my goals and this and that. Like, and then she's doing her teaching, her education. It's like completely different realms that like it might clash and we just didn't want to like avoid that. And then on top of it, like we just also want to like live with our friends too. Yeah. We thought it was just better to be like, yo, like, you're living with your friend who we all know. We all know each other's friends. Yeah. like Her roommate also went to Michigan State. My roommates also went to Michigan State. So we all knew each other. And so we're like, this is just a better opportunity for like you to be like with your friend and just get that experience of like, having a roommate, me living with my two friends and doing whatever. And then we can all come together as one big family and like do stuff together. I think that's awesome. And, yeah. I, and the reason I bring it up is because I think one of the biggest mistakes people make in relationships is moving in together too fast. Yeah. I think we drastically undersell how much stress and pressure living with someone kind of causes yeah and it really takes your relationship to a whole new level and i always give people the example of you know when you don't live together you can get in a huge fight mm. and then someone goes home but when you live together and you have a big fight you go to the other room, <laughs> you go to the other room and, and it is a completely different situation yeah and you go to bed and when you're back at your house you sleep it off Mm. You wake up, you you know, get a nice coffee, and you think like, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I can talk it through. It wasn't so bad. When you go to sleep on the couch, yeah. you wake up extra mad. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and you double down. <laughs> you know what? I was right. <laughs> you? How long have you lived with your your girlfriend uh, or your fiance? Now? Yeah, my fiance now a year and a half. Um, and we've been engaged for about a year. So That's awesome. Um, yeah, and we've been together almost five years to the day. It's getting pretty dude, close. Congrats, bro. Thank That's you, awesome, you. dude. Yeah, but um, 
we did two years long distance. Gotcha. Um, when she was still in Georgia getting okay. her master's degree. Nice, nice. Because I moved here right after college. Mm-hmm. And I think that was great because we really got a foundation of communication. Mm. You know, when you're long distance, all you can do is talk. Yeah, yeah. So we would just talk every single day for hours. And we really learned, like, everything we could possibly learn about each other. That's awesome. But then it also, you know, we would get in arguments. We would have different, like, discussions about stuff. But when she moved here we were able to solve things in a different way. Mm. And, you know, then we got to spend more time together, which was yeah. huge. But then, you know, I wanted her to have her own life. And yeah. she did too, right? So she lived with other people and she had her friends and she kind of like builded, you know, built her own community, which yeah. I think is really important. And, you know, it's chasing her own dreams. Yeah. She still is. And then when we made the decision to move in together, yeah, that was its own can of worms. Say, but yeah. you learn, you learn to compromise in the way that I'm assuming you have to, you know, in marriage, mm. right? And I think that's one of the best things. Um, like even in this apartment, one thing mm-hmm. I always say is, um, this is the third place we've lived together uh-huh. um, because we lived in one place for a year, one place for six months, and now this place. Mm. Um, and I love this apartment because every single thing in this apartment was a discussion and a compromise. Mm. That's you know, awesome. Dude. When When we first moved in together, it was, it's like, let's say if your girlfriend moves in with you, she's really moving into your place. Right, right. right. The foundation are all things you like. Yeah. Sure, she'll, she'll give it the feminine touch. For sure. But it's really fundamentally your place. True, true. And then, you know, for me, when we first moved in together, we moved into a new place, but we, we didn't know what we liked. Yeah. So our place ended up so bare, mm. right? Because it was like everything we decided is either something she wanted or I wanted. I see. So in the second place we lived together was a hodgepodge. Half the stuff was stuff she liked. Yeah. Half the stuff was stuff I liked. And it looked horrible. (laughs) And then this place, we really, everything we worked and having decisions, and we really kind of looked at it as this is our home. Yeah. I want everything to feel like it's something that we want. Mm. And I just think having that perspective has made it really great. So there are things that I probably would have never put even here in this room. Yeah. But... I can kind of fall back on the idea that like that's the decision we made together. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Dude, so. that is amazing. I never like looked at it from that point of view. That's like you guys are like making each decision to like it like like I don't know, there's something spiritual about having your own home and like yeah, being agree. in your own space and like you guys making the decision to like for every little thing is so like it's almost poetic, you know. It's like it's really, really cool to like be able to do that. Yeah. That's that's awesome. Thank man. you. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I, I try to Give to it, yeah, and it's exciting. Remember getting married in next April, so oh gosh, I mean, dude, still gonna watch. How does it feel? Uh, see, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I would say this, right? Yeah, um, when a, a girl gets married, uh-huh. when she gets married, a guy gets married when he proposes mm. because when you propose, you don't say, Man, I want to marry this girl, I'm proposing tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you say, I want to marry this girl. I'm going to take X amount of months to save up for this ring. Mm-hmm. And I got to, you know, if you're super traditional like me, I yeah. got to ask her parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got to plan out this engagement thing. I've got the idea of marrying this girl on my brain for months. Yeah, yeah. So by the time it happens, it's like I've already accepted it. Yeah. The girl, she's going about her day, walking around. Yeah. Hey, you want to get married? Oh. Yeah. Out of the blue. <laughs> I guess I do. <laughs> I guess I do. I got time. Yes. So that those extra months yeah. are the months that you are using to process. Ah. So it's like I'm excited because I've already had a lot of like the fear and concern 
eight months ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I was first thinking about it. So, um, yeah, I think she's the one who's still thinking about, like, oh, man. Like, she wakes up sometimes, she's like, oh, man, we're getting married. I was like, yeah. Yeah, so you already processed it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Too late, you said yes. So. Dude, I have to know, bro. What was the proposal like? What did you do? Oh, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't super crazy. I'll tell the fun version. Yeah, the tell story. the fun version. Um, so... We were originally going to go on this trip to San Francisco. Okay. But COVID hit. Oh. Um, so we moved it way back. Um, and then in that time, I was like, you know, she likes San Francisco. I think that trip might be the perfect time to do it. So long story short, um, I was a, still a talent manager at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, I had some client work back in Georgia. Okay. Which was perfect because... I was there for client work, but I was in Georgia without her, which is a rarity. Yeah. Normally, if I'm flying home, it's because we're visiting our right. family. Um, and then I used that time to basically ask her parents, give her the whole oh. rundown. And then um, because um, my clients, a lot of them are big social media people, I knew a lot of photographers. Ah. So I was basically like, hey, babe, I want to plan a photo shoot when we um, go on our trip. I know a photographer that's in the area, and they'll give me like a super good rate because they work with some of my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like, cool. Um, so he didn't really think much of it because, you know, I had done similar things, you know, just in the job. So it right. didn't seem out of order. Gotcha. But that was like the whole plan. So basically, long story short, um, we got there. We're hanging out with the Golden Gate Bridge. We're Aww. taking these photos. And um, we had this like cue he gave me. And we did. It was called the Men in Black pose. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we were like back to back. Oh. And when she went back, that's when I didn't go back. And I like care with the. So I was just waiting until she turned around yeah, with the yeah, ring. Yeah. And oh then, my God. Dude, yeah, that's it was awesome. great. But yeah, she, she didn't see it coming. But, you know, she was happy, obviously. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was great. But, um, but yeah, it's, oh been, my, it's been awesome. Dude, that's, a, that's amazing. Thank I can you. only imagine the reaction. <laughs> like, oh, God. Were you nervous? Probably. Oh, right. dude. Oh, dude. I, I mean, I rehearsed my speech all day and oh. then I bombed it. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> the actual moment came and I just froze. Oh, I mean, I, I did okay, but yeah. I don't even remember half the things I said. Dude. I was just like, uh, I love you. <laughs> yes. I think there's a charm to that though. That's like that's like at that point you're like really just speaking from the heart. Because <laughs> like if you're speechlessly gone, it's like, oh well, I guess it's just now it's just me and you. Yeah, no, the moment came, I was like, oh, oh, it's here. Okay. I guess uh, we're doing this. <laughs> that's wild. And yeah, I think it was that moment where I really internalized, like, wow, this is it. But oh my gosh. But I'm happy, man. You know, I speak very happy, especially for men, especially for yeah. guys. I genuinely think there is nothing that will like help a guy's life than like finding the right girl, mm. you know, or just mm. finding the right partner to have in your life. Yeah. Like 100%. it just stabilizes you. Yeah. I just think, especially, you know, I know myself, but dudes, when you give t- guys too much opportunity and money and power and like, they just go crazy. We can't yeah. handle it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we're not, we're, we're not simple normal. creatures. We're too simple. <laughs> we're way too simple. You give us an inch, we're going to take a mile. And yeah. I just think like, you know, you get the right partner and they just kind of balance you out. Yeah. And, Helps you get your goals. I always say the simplest thing. You want to be successful in life, find me five successful guys who never got married. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally, dude. Yeah. No, I, I dude, you guys have a great relationship, man. From the like times I've seen you, like it, it's 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 amazing, man. Like that's the type of relationship that like like I like that I've like I have, but you know, I strive to be at that like level where we're like we're we're all kind of like, I don't know. Like I, I agree with you in the statement of like, you know, it, you a, like a finding the right partner is the one that balances you out and I, it's like it's it's i always strive to like i always talk to people with like who are in long-term relationships because like i feel like they just get that like yeah. you just get it but like like some of my friends who are single it's like hard to like have these conversations because it's like 
you just don't get it. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, no, like I was, I was the same, same way, man. Yeah, the I same, was, same. I was very like, I'll be fine. But then, you yeah. know, once you get into it, like you really, you really see the benefits, man. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta meet a girlfriend one day. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a hundred percent, bro. We'll all go out to dinner or something. Like, it'll be amazing. We, I live literally so close to you, man. Like, oh, really? How long did it take you to get here? 12 minutes. Oh, yeah. Nothing. Right there. So a hundred percent, dude, without we'll do something. Awesome. Well, this was awesome, man. Dude, really likewise, man. This was amazing, dude. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have you back on again. Um, any shout outs? Tell them where you can get the jacket. Dude, Dude the, the jacket, yeah, so this, oh, unfortunately, well, maybe it's going to be out in a month, so it'll be out then, but later May, um, I'll have to send you a link or something to put in the description. It'll be but, in the description Yeah, below. it'll be in the description, um, but yeah, you guys get the jacket, there's like clothes, there's like shirts, there's shorts, bucket hats, there's like a shacket, like anything you what's guys. The, what's the brand name? So it's called Katoi, so K-H-A-T-T-O-I, it's Boom. a collaboration, Katoi and Scotchy, which is my, my handle. Um, and yeah, you guys check it out. It's like Indo-American clothing. If you guys like it, like definitely check it out. Yeah, I think you guys will enjoy it. No, it's sick. Yeah, had, thank you. Had man. to do the plug, and then where can they find you on Instagram? Yeah, and TikTok on Instagram, TikTok. You can find me at at Scotchy S C K A C H I. Check it out. Yeah. Well, appreciate it, bro. Dude, thank it's you, brother. Yeah, likewise, bro. Yeah, likewise, man. Likewise, man. Appreciate Another episode you. in the books. Appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for watching this episode of the Rose Radio Show. We really appreciate it. If you like what you saw, you can check out any of our other videos right here. And if you want to support us further, you can go on our Patreon, which is linked in the description below, and support us more and get exclusive content and access. Thank you so much.